Right now is literally the best time to start an e-commerce business, and here's why. In 2018, we created something that was a first of its kind, a comprehensive online course to start and launch your e-commerce business from scratch, and we called it Start and Scale. Now, five years later, this course has helped 25,000 founders in 65 different countries kickstart their business ideas, including thousands who have achieved six and seven figure results. Founders like Lorianne Trin, who used Start and Scale to create a kids apparel brand that celebrates heritage. Or Samantha Brett, who used Start and Scale to build Naked Sundays into Australia's number one SPF skincare brand. Or April Scott, who used Start and Scale to gain the confidence to launch her luxury sleepwear brand. Although we've updated the program before, this year proved that right now is a defining moment for e-commerce, and it's because of AI. With AI, what used to be slow is now fast. What used to be complex is now simple, and what used to be expensive is now cheap. Every business is going to look so different in 10 years, and if it doesn't look different, it'll likely be out of business. So we went back into the studio because we knew to keep start and scale valuable for your business, we had to update it with the most relevant tools and strategies. So today, we're proud to introduce the brand new Start and Scale 3.0 course. And this course is for you if you don't have an idea yet. You're going to learn the fastest path to creating brand names, product ideas, logos, images, all through the power of AI. Or if you already have an online store, you'll learn how AI can help you automate repetitive tasks, analyze customer data, create all sorts of different content, and even handle customer service and so much more. So whether you're a Start and Scale veteran with a flourishing e-commerce business, or you're hoping to take the first step to 2024, this new course will help you completely transform your e-commerce journey with the power of AI. We're super proud of this incredible program. This is the third iteration. We've spent so much time, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So if you want to know more and want to sign up, which I highly recommend you do, if you want to start a store and you're confused or you're not sure where to start, go to founder.com forward slash build my store. That's founder, F-O-U-N-D-R.com forward slash build my store. I can't wait to see you inside. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating. fascinating exploration of human potential. Now. 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 The Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help. If you want to learn from the most successful founders on the planet, you are in the right place. Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Seth Ghost, Steve Case, Gary Vee, Sophia Amoroso, Robert Corcoran, Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for this virtual summit conference, Nat. Really excited to speak with you. You mentioned offline that you've gone full circle. So you're actually a listener of the Founder Podcast, community member, um, so you would know this question, right? The first question that I ask everyone that comes on is, how did you get your job, aka how did you find yourself doing the work you're doing today? Yeah, well, uh, thank you very much, Nathan, for having me on. It's a privilege to be here. Um, yeah, basically a couple of years back, I started an online tea brand and yeah, it was like I, I was listening to Founder actually while packing my tea um, as a solopreneur. Um, doing everything myself. So I spent a lot of the time like, you know, talking to myself because I've already exhausted like all my friends and family about 
um, talking about business. I think literally it put someone to sleep um, talking about business and all the things that I learned. So, um, yeah, I was quite lonely at the time um, when I was uh, doing my own business. Um, and it wasn't until like my husband said like, hey, you should like market your business on TikTok. Um, and I was like, I ignored it for like a year because I thought like TikTok was just for kids and like people doing dance routines and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I came back to the idea of going on it, um, which I tried it for my tea business and it was okay. Um, I didn't blow up like all the other people did. Um, so I sort of like just stop that. But then I went back to the idea of, uh, you know, talking about my business learnings and my journey and everything that I wish that I knew prior to starting a business, which I had to learn the hard way through like experience and lots of money lost and stuff like that. Um, so I started talking about my business um, and like tech, uh, tech reviews and stuff like that on a new channel. So Brad Nat on TikTok. And then um, I started gaining a lot of traction there. Like one of my videos um, where I stole a competitor's like database <laughs> blew up to like, I think a hundred thousand, which was the most views that I had like ever since I started. Um, and yeah, I just like really enjoyed talking about that aspect, um, and marketing and, and all that on TikTok, um, and connecting with people that like found the the content really useful, um, which sort of like gave me a lot of like happiness, um, I suppose. And yeah, like since then I started gaining like more traction, um, brand sponsorships came about as well, uh, which I wasn't expecting so early on. Um, and so people were like business owners were coming to me to ask for help. Like, how can I, how can you help me? Like they were asking me what I was selling, um, which I didn't have any products at the time anyway. Um, but it was the first time that I sort of like had a lot of people coming to me asking me for more things, um, which was different when I was like doing my e-commerce business was I was like pushing products onto them and I was like, buy this, buy that. Um, and so by creating content like that on BrandNat, I sort of understood how to like create content. And so I applied this back onto my e-commerce store and I started gaining traction there as well. And so um, doing content more on, on BrandNat, I sort of started to realize like this really came naturally to me. And so I sort of like doubled down on it and I sold uh, my tea business within the month. And then I moved on to uh going all in on brand Nat, and around that time that's when ChatGPT came around and like basically everyone knows about ChatGPT now but at the time when it first launched I did one video about that and it got a million views and that's when I was like whoa like I should probably create more content about that um and so my following grew from I think uh 30,000 to like now 400,000 across all my platforms um, and yeah, like so many opportunities have come my way because I was just putting out organic, uh, value driven content. Um, and so now I teach business owners how to implement AI and automations in their business so that they can, you know, free up more time and do things more efficiently. So yeah, that's where I am now. <laughs> awesome. So, um, yeah, basically you are an expert when it comes to using AI and automation uh, and and helping founders get leverage, 
right? Because that's really what it's all about. How can you get as much leverage as possible as a founder or an entrepreneur to buy back your time, right? Because there's so many things that happen when you start a business, when you're trying to grow a business that it's it's so difficult to even get traction on that business. And, you know, you, you want to get ahead however you can. And there's like the, this, this resurgence, not just chat GPT, but there's so many other cool tools that you can use to get leverage. So I guess the first question that I have around AI is like, um, you know, what does humanized automation mean to you? Because that's your focus, right? Yeah. So when it comes to automations, um, like you said, everyone has access to ChatGPT, Bard or Bing, and everyone can create essentially like loads of uh, Facebook posts or social media posts and content basically. But um, generally, like to make an impact uh, with uh, like, you know, AI and all that, you don't want it to come across as automated or generic because that's the type of content that you'll get if you expect ChatGPT and all that to create like all the work for you, basically. Um, so what I like to do is have humanized automation so that there is a human element in there. And um, I guess people can't tell that it's AI generated, even though um, you know, you may have used it. So the way I like to do it is I'll get AI to do 60 to 70% of the work. And then in the final, you know, uh, 30%, I might add the human element to it where I'll customize like one section or one sentence of it. And it doesn't come across as, um, you know, automated, uh, even though it did majority of the work. So that way you get the benefits of being genuine, but also saving like, you know, a lot of time uh, in the back end. And is this just around the concept of using chat GPT to create content or how else can this apply like this, this concept of humanized automation? Yeah. So um, one example of how we've used it is uh, say we get a lot of like sponsorship inquiries. Um, so I used to spend, spend a lot of time like creating custom quotes um, and like we might be, you know, 30 emails deep when the brand might be like, oh, can you add like uh, exclusivity to the contract as well? And then I have to go back and like requote them, go back and forth. Um, whereas now um, I've cut out that entire process uh, of going back and forth and just saying, um, look, fill out the, the form here and then AI or ChatGPT will create a custom quote based on what they filled out. Um, and they laid out the whole quote for them so they can see the whole breakdown and then it automatically drafts an email for me so that I can like automatically send it off. Um, but yeah, so if you wanted to make it even more customized, um, so what we did was they filled out information about what makes their product unique or like information about their product. Um, I get ChatGPT to, to write something about that part so that it looks customized to their product so that's what i mean about human automation yeah got you um so how often are you using chat gpt to build your business now every single day like that is my go-to when it comes to ai tools um and also using it in the back end uh with automation tools like zapier so 
I don't have to think about it. Like I've set it up once and then, I mean, we might refine it over time to see like what's working, what's not. But generally um, it's ChatGPT uh, and OpenAI, which is the same company, um, working uh, in the back end. Got you. So you're using, so, okay, so you're using Zapier to talk to different tools or to solve different tasks in your in your tech stack and then you're using ChatGPT to, to 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 automate it all, like to Zapier to automate it, and then ChatGPT to do a lot of the work, and then it gets sent to you. So it's kind of like a co-pilot more than anything. Not so much you open it up, give it a task. You're actually you're all about automating it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, you know, adding that final human touch at the end, just to make sure. Because right now, uh, you know, it's not like. It can do everything for you from start to finish. Uh, you still need to have that human at the end or at the beginning um, just to help guide it. So I like to think of it like uh, previously we were walking to a destination, but now we've got a car, which is like the AI driving us there. But you still need someone to like be in the driver's seat driving it to the right direction. Um, maybe later we can, you know, have driverless cars, but not not right now entirely. So yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So um, then the next question will be how do people identify the things that they can automate and use chat GPT or use AI? And there's many other tools which I'm sure you use, right? Like, yeah. for example, editing content. Like what tools do you use to edit content? Yeah, so I love to use uh, Descript um, because it can, like especially when I was doing my little e-course, uh, I when I made a mistake uh, on video, I could just cut it out like by deleting the text and it automatically deletes the whole section as opposed to me like going deep in and just like dragging things around and it's like really tedious, whereas you can just like literally take off text and that's gone. Um, and deleting like the ums and the ahs, which I do a lot of, <laughs> so working on that. But Descript definitely helps with that and speeding up that whole process. Yeah, we were playing around with Descript and basically setting up dubbing for me. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. To, um, <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Scott, Scott sent me a video before, which was quite funny. Like, in, and it sounded like me. Like, oh yeah, 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 awesome. yeah Typed a text. Typed. You speak. might need to. You might need to use um, HeyGen in the future to replace your video completely. <laughs> yeah, what's that? Um, so basically it, uh, takes in your previous videos and then it replicates you on camera wow. with your voice, your natural hand gestures and stuff like that. And yeah, I've seen the, the demo. It looks really, really sick. So I'm going to be trying that very shortly. So the dream is like replace myself on camera. <laughs> so you believe that like content creators will not even have to shoot over time possibly i think i could see this for like training courses and stuff like that that would be really useful um especially because like you know you might be showing something on the screen and stuff like that and you would have like a little uh camera section for yourself um but also like you know uh, doing presentations and stuff like that for companies um I think that would be very useful. Uh, but yeah, content creation, I, I've, I've tried a couple of times on my TikTok 
Um, and it's like really fun just to see if people like can spot it or not. <laughs> but it's getting really good actually at replicating like natural human gestures, which it couldn't previously do because you could tell like it, it, the face was the only thing that was like moving. But now Heijin has like come up with, you know, very natural uh, human movements. Yeah, got you. So what tools, Because, and I love that you've, you know, started and grown and sold an e-commerce business so i know um you you understand the challenges that an e-commerce founder would face at various levels um or even a founder in general but for e-commerce founders what do you see should be the go-to tools from all of the knowledge and experience that you have for when it comes to using AI to get ahead, like how here, if you would even start a, an e-commerce business tomorrow, you know the process. How would you use AI? Talk us through that. Um, so if I started tomorrow another e-commerce store, I would use two tools. So the first one, ChatGPT, as I said, it's my go-to, mainly because, um, and right now I currently use it for the same purpose, which is a business coach, because in the past um, I've paid lots of thousands of dollars for business coaches. Um, and I replicated the same thing on ChatGPT where it gave me the same advice. Um, and it's all about sort of having a conversation with ChatGPT and giving it all the relevant information. And a lot of times when I speak to uh, business owners, they don't know where to start. So um, a, a hack that I have is if you tell ChatGPT that you want to build $100,000 business, uh, e-commerce business, um, tell it who your target market um, would be and what your product is, all the information that you have about yourself. Um, and then you would ask it, ask me 10 questions uh, in order to create a business plan or a business strategy for me. And that way, ChatGPT will understand your situation and it will come up with questions for you that you can answer. And then that'll ChatGPT will use that as context to create the business plan or the marketing plan, um, everything that you need to get started. And it will lay it out. What I love about ChatGPT is it will lay it out step-by-step step for you um, in a very structured way. Uh, and just keep conversing with ChatGPT and ask because... If you keep conversing with ChatGPT, it starts to get to know everything about you. So I have one thread in ChatGPT called uh, Business Coach GPT. And that's the main one that I always go to where I have a business problem. I'll go to it and say, here's my situation. Here's the problem, my dilemma. What should I do? And it will give me a guided structure to how I should approach the problem, uh, pros and cons to it. And then I'll be like, uh, so I want to go down this route because they'll give me two options or three options. And then I'll say, I want to go down this route. How should I approach it? And it'll, it'll keep giving me answers um, to the point that I understand exactly what I need to do. Um, so, yeah, that's how I use ChatGPT as a business coach, which is invaluable especially when you're starting a new business um, especially because <laughs> when you're starting a business most of the times you're bootstrapped so you don't have enough like money to uh, go and pay thousands of dollars to a business coach um, or possibly an e-course this is a really good way to get started so that you know you can build that momentum up the other tool that I love is Claude 
Claude.ai. Um, and that is a competitor of ChatGPT. But what Claude does really well is um, it has a lot of context and it's very good for creative writing. So if I'm coming up with like TikTok hooks, um, video scripts, I use Claude all the time because it comes up with amazing hooks that I've used personally in my TikTok. Um, and the most recent one I did for like a brand sponsorship and it got 400,000 views um, from it. And like the hook was made from Claude. So, you know, uh, things like that. And Claude and all these other AI chatbots can generate lots of variations for you. So, you know, imagine using it for your ad creatives. Um, I want to go down this uh, hook, create 10 more different variations for me, and then it can create it for you. Now, you've got the hook, expand out the whole video script for a one-minute video, and then it will do that for you. Now, and saying that, you still need to sort of see, you know, how you can edit it towards like your tone of voice and stuff like that, which it can do, but ultimately um, you want to have your own personal, unique uh, voice in there as well. Um, because yeah, otherwise it just looks a bit generic. Um, now with using these tools, um, people f often think that the AI can do it all for them, but, uh, or they don't know how to use it. But one of the things I like to tell them is you've already got the skills and the advantage um, at the moment. So say if you, for example, you're an expert marketer, you know that the content that ChatGPT or Claude comes out with, whether it's going to work or not because of your experience. Um, and so all you need to do is ask the right questions, um, see the answers, and then direct it towards where you want it to go because you know what the end result should look like or have an idea at least. And so that's where you, you know, we still need humans at the end of the day uh, when driving AI. Yeah, got you. So when it comes to Claude and Hooks, why is it better than ChatGPT, you believe? Um, ChatGPT still feels a bit robotic and like... It, it, you can tell that it's written by AI. Well, I can anyway, because I use it all the time. Um, and I know as a marketer, like I, I create content all the time that it's not going to work. Whereas with Claude, it feels very natural. Like the, the, the hooks that it gives you is very creative. Uh, and the stuff that I would actually say on, on video. Um, whereas ChatGPT, it kind of feels very salesy very promotional like I, I I mean you could uh prompt it to be less salesy and all that but Claude just sort of like eliminates that process of having to say be less salesy or be less um <laughs> less promotional yeah got you and how long does it take to get it to a point you find like if you let's just say you want to do a, a script for a video you get a few different hook variations like how, how long will it take for you to like come up with a script for like a video, like a TikTok video? Um, it might take me about like five to ten prompts to get it perfect. Yep. Um, but generally the hook, uh, if you get the beginning uh, close to it, um, maybe five, three to five, where it comes up with something pretty good already. Um, but yeah, it's it all comes down to 
you know, how much relevant information you give it uh, for it to be able to understand what you're trying to achieve. Um, so what I like to say is uh, with ChatGPT, you often need to layer the prompts in. So you you probably shouldn't like go tell it to complete a really massive task with a really massive prompt. Um, it it works better when you like give it like little mini tasks to do first. And then once, it, like say for example, create me like 10 TikTok hooks. So it like has one sentence hooks. And then after that, you choose like out of those 10 hooks, choose one and be like, I like number one, create like a whole video script uh, based on that. And then keep keep reiterating. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode and learning a ton. As you know, in this series, we interview some of the greatest founders of our generation to find out how they did it. However, if you're thinking of starting your own business and you want to hear from some incredible stories from everyday people like you or I, who are actually in the trenches, only been building their business for maybe one year or two years, like that are building right now and they're really in the early stages, but they're getting success. You should come and check out our new podcast, From Zero to Founder, hosted by our community manager, Molly Flynn. These are in the trenches stories from our very own successful students that have gone through some of our programs. People just like you who are deep within the process of building their very own successful business. These are the founders of tomorrow. You can find the From Zero to Founder podcast on all platforms. And remember, it's founder without the E. All right, now let's jump in the show. As you said, you get a lot of people that come to you around like implementing humanized automation, using AI tools. Um, what are the common problems that business owners face when it comes to using AI? What are the common challenges that you're seeing? Um, yeah, well, when clients come to me, they often ask, like, there's so many tools out there like literally thousands uh, that have just come up this year alone, um, which one should I use for my business? Uh, because, you know, there's so many, it's very overwhelming. Um, the next question is like, how do I actually implement it? And like, what needs to be implemented? They know the process that they have in their business, but they don't know what tools would be the best fit um, for what they're trying to achieve. Um, so those are probably the two most common questions. Um, the ones that have played around with AI and they have a, a deeper understanding, um, they generally know what tools to should be used, but they don't know the nuanced um, nitty gritty of how they can actually make it more efficient or more um, effective in their business. So say for example, like ChatGPT and Zapier, they know those tools, but they don't know how to actually like implement it in their business like yeah mm. so where should people start <laughs> good question um so i think the best way is to actually play around with it themselves to sort of understand the capabilities of it because a lot of the times they'll come to me and they'll say like can you automate my entire business or can you automate my entire like department um, which I need to like burst their bubble and bring them back down to earth a little bit. Um, but I think if they played around with it and had a look at like how it actually works, that is like a really good way to understand in general 
how it works. And then, um, then they can sort of see, you know, in where in their workflow could they implement these sorts of tools. Um, and what I found in my personal business is say you've got like a, a 10 step process in the workflow. Um, if you really analyze the whole workflow, you may find that you could eliminate like eight of those steps and just implement like two or three of the steps to get the same result. And that's nothing to do with AI, but it's more to look at your entire process. Um, so say for example, like, do we really need to, uh, uh, go through like 10 interactions before we send them the quote, or can we just get the client or the lead to actually play around with it on the website first before they like get to a point where they can speak to our customer service um, and and do uh, business that way. So, yeah. Yeah, got you. And um, I guess with the industry changing so rapidly, how do you stay ahead? <laughs> yeah, I consume a lot of um, information, but one of the tools that really helps me is Feedly, um, which is a tool that, aggregates all the news sites together um and then i also have a staff member that like reads all the inf like information from feedly and then only collects the important stuff and and presents it to me um so that's how i keep ahead uh of the curve and yeah also just trying out lots of different stuff that come out um so i know you know what's actually valuable and what's not so yeah mm. and um i'm curious when it comes to i guess your e-commerce business that you were running your tea business it was called um sorry uh life of char <laughs> yeah that's right yeah life of char so when yeah. you were running life of char obviously ai was just starting to kick off um once, you know, let's just say you talked about using it as a business coach or a co-pilot to help guide you. Once it's up and running, what what other ways would you use AI right now, knowing what you know, to continue to grow it besides, you know, getting advice? Yeah, so a couple, there's so many different ways that you could use AI right now. Um, one of the really easy ways um, would be, say, photography uh, photo shoots. So I used to, like, pay for my products to be like in really nice photo shoots but now you could just simply take a photo of your product um, on your phone and then um, get a tool like Pebbly um, to actually put it into a really nice setting um, so it looks like you've done a photo shoot but like literally it was done on your mobile phone um, yeah and literally yesterday we were playing around with Bing um, and they've uh they've gone up another notch. Um, so we took a photo of a perfume bottle, messy background, everything like that. Like it was just on our desk and stuff. Um, and Bing actually took the photo of that product, presented it with similar settings, like with uh, contrasting colors and stuff, but it refined it and it literally looked like a professional photo shoot that was done with the product. Um, so yeah, like the, the tech is like getting, I mean, the AI is getting really good now. Um, so that, you know, you don't need to have really expensive like setups and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the other way that 
I would use uh, AI would be, say, B2B, like when you're dealing with wholesale um, clients and stuff like that. I, I used to do it a lot with um, the tea, my tea business when talking to wholesale business. Um, so when a Facebook lead would come through asking more information about like wholesale prices and stuff like that, um, I would get ChatGPT. Well, you could get ChatGPT to generate that email draft for you um, and customize, uh, you know, give them some compliments about their business and stuff like that, and then send that off with the quote. Um, and then after that, get a tool like Active Campaign or an automation um, email software to automatically, you know, contact them um, in a five-day sequence or something like that until they're either ready to buy or they're not ready yet. Um, but at least you know, like, uh, where they're at. And that's what I actually implemented before AI. But that really helped uh, because I used to do, like, cold calling, like, eight hours of the day um, to try and get new clients. But this really cut down everything so I didn't have to be on on the phone following up. The following up was, like, a massive um, time-consuming process. And then you find out, like, they're not interested. Whereas this way... I only get notified if they're interested and then I can work with them um, in detail. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I love the one around photo shoots as well, wholesaling. And then also obviously Shopify have launched. Yes. Um, what's it called again? Uh, Sidekick. AI yeah, phone. Sidekick. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So Shopify have launched Sidekick and, uh, you know, you can do little changes and tweaks to your site and all yeah. sorts of things and optimize the conversion rate and all sorts of things. I love that. Um, the one part that I really love about that is you're able to see, you know, the data-driven content in there because a lot of the times before I had a lot of data, but I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know what it meant. Whereas with the Sidekick, you can see like, uh, you know, the results from your conversions, what's working, what's not. And it can tell you like, you know, this is what you should do. And so it directs you towards the right direction. Um, and the other tool, uh, sorry, the other thing that I wanted to also mention um, with helping uh, e-commerce business is say they're running Facebook ads. Um, I, a lot of the times when I had Facebook ads running, I would get a lot of data um, and I had no idea what that meant at the beginning um, and it was hard for me to know what ads I should turn off or on and so if you export this data now you could go into ChatGPT um, data analysis and just dump your Excel spreadsheet with all the Facebook data and and you can ask it like what does this mean what are the valuable insights I can take from these Facebook ad results and what ads should I turn on or off or which ads are doing really well and why um, and reiterate uh, more ads that are working really well for you and create lots of different variations based on that. And so like having really data-driven um, insights is very valuable, especially with AI, being able to interpret it in a simplified version. Yeah, that's a common thread. Like from, from people that we've been interviewing for the summit, that's definitely a common thread. People are using chat gpt to analyze data that's mm. that's probably been one of the most consistent things yes of course there's your you know everybody uses it to write copy right but like yeah. as you said 
there's varied levels of it and there's people that have have really trained it to to write you know a grade copy that's really solid uh haven't heard the tip around claude but yeah the data analysis has been a massive one yeah exactly <laughs> i think that's what it's best at doing like very structured analytical type stuff whereas claude is more on the creative side so yeah got you so um what about chatbots, right? You talked a little bit about chatbots, but what do you see um, the future of kind of customer support chatbots from a, an e-commerce customer support view of the world? Where do you where do you see that going, and how do you yeah. how do you balance automated support with you know the human touch? Yeah, so I mean, with chatbots, I think that's very in line with what a lot of clients are asking for like how do I create a chatbot in uh, my business so one of the chatbots that we've been playing around with is chatbase and it's a really cool tool where you can just upload all your data or just put your website link in there and then it can automatically create a chatbot based on your website um, and where I see the future going with that is very personalized uh, everything is very personalized. Um, it will understand like your customer, what they like, the actions that they took, and then generate like customized suggestions and stuff, which it already does already, but like to a, a deeper extent, um, especially like say fashion or, um, you know, choosing cosmetics and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like the chat base though is very linear. So you ask it questions like, you know, when's your opening times or um, where's my uh, track my delivery, stuff like that. But it's not something that um, could go potentially deeper into the conversation like ChatGPT. And that's where other tools like, say, VoiceFlow would be really good where it can actually, uh, you can create like lots of different steps in the conversation and direct them towards a certain outcome. Um, so, yeah, that I mean, that's where I see uh automation and ai going in terms of chatbots got you and so when it comes to customer support do you believe that you will still need those roles um because you need that human human touch but then the standardized questions like that's when you really use it or or you reckon you yeah. everyone will go to chatbots you reckon i think that like I guess we got to think about whether or not the actual end user or the customer would actually use it. So right now, I think people do use it, but uh, they may not trust it as much because it's like, oh, I'd rather speak to a, a human. Um, so that's where, as you mentioned, like having uh, the chatbot answer, like the general questions that people typically ask, like um, the where's my delivery, where's my tracking number, can I have an invoice for this? Um, that could be automated, right, with chatbots and all that. But um, for really customized things or like really specific questions that the chatbot can't answer, then you would have that human interaction there. And that way you like target both sides um, of customer service. Uh, I know that there was a company that like, practically eliminated his whole customer service um, department and just used chatbots. Um, a lot of people were like a bit sceptical with whether or not that worked out, but um, I guess we will see. Uh, but yeah, I still think we like, you know, you may cut down 
10 customer service staff to like two or something like that. That's where you could um, really leverage AI by, you know, having both automation and human at the same time. Yeah, got you. Um, I've already asked you around tools to give e-com founders a competitive advantage. I will ask again, though, if there's any that we've missed that just come to the top of your head or some that just like you think e-com founders, they definitely need to use these tools. Obviously, there's ChatGPT, there's Claude. You talked about yeah. that tool. Was it Weebly? Weebly, yes. Um, so that helps with automatically saving all your invoices um, into your, uh, say, QuickBooks or Zero account. So I'm horrible at accounting. So, um, that definitely helps when it comes to reconciling your um, invoices and stuff like that. Um, there is another tool um, called SaneBox that we just recently uh, used, and that's an AI automation tool for your inbox. So Say, for example, you know, you have an, an assistant that helps you organize your important emails and the ones that you shouldn't, you should go to back later. Um, this actually learns as you do things. So you don't actually need to like write an SOP or like train anybody, but every move that you do in your inbox, it's training the AI to like do the same thing the next time around. So say, for example, you have, uh, you know, one of those annoying marketing emails, you put it into a certain um, folder, like the black hole, and then it will automatically <laughs> send that same email or similar emails into that um, folder. Or say, for example, you have a bill, um, you can send it to that specific folder and it will auto save the attachments to your cloud as well. Um, so that's really cool because I personally did try to train like a person, <laughs> an executive to uh, sort out my emails and it does exactly the same thing. Um, so it was really amazing that the AI can be trained based on your actions and your movement um, to automatically replicate that uh, in the future, it gets smarter as you go. So that's what I love. Um, the other thing that sort of relates to this is uh, Tango, which I use a lot of as well, which is um, creating systems. So when you're creating systems, you need to have a lot of SOPs and training guides and stuff like that. And I use Tango, which is uh, a Chrome extension. And all you need to do is like go through your workflow. Like say you're teaching someone how to like set up uh, an AI tool, you would literally go click on, uh, you know, the AI tools um, step by step and Tango will automatically create like an SOP based on what you said with the screenshots and headings and stuff like that. And then you can like share that with your team. So that was really useful. I wish I had that um, when I was running my tea business because if you're going from solopreneur to, uh, you know, training a new person, like you need to explain the same thing again. So if you had all these training guides in place, you can just go like, here's all the training guides, um, go through it. And it actually has a guide me feature where you can actually, it will show them where to click on the screen so they can practice themselves. Um, and the other tool that I really like, I think would be very helpful for uh, e-commerce business owners is Adobe Firefly, which is free. And 
you can edit your uh, your photos um, with anything you want. So with text. So you could like airbrush a certain area in your photo and airbrush, say you want to replace uh, like the background with a pineapple or something like that. And it'll just draw a pineapple for you in that specific area. Um, and yeah, it's really fun. Like I think I would have enjoyed doing photo shoots with um, Adobe Firefly like that. <laughs> and you can also do videos, um, adding things with text as well. Yeah, wow. This is wild. So many tools, eh? I know. <laughs> I, where was this like five years ago? <laughs> All right. So we're talking about five years. Where do you where do you see AI going in the next five years, especially for I guess e-commerce founders? Um, yeah. So I think a lot of it will the processes that you currently do today will be sped up infinitely uh, faster and a lot more personalized. So say for example. Um, you know, we used to spend, I used to spend like months, uh, creating websites and stuff like that. Like you can literally create a website now in, in like 30 seconds or something like that. Um, and you don't need to have super technical knowledge when it comes to creating things online anymore. Like it's very like text to creation right now. Um, and soon it will be, you know, anything to anything. So like you could put videos in and it will generate, um, another video or put a text in and it'll create a video for you. Um, you know, a lot of these things will come a lot more naturally and especially with things like, uh, wearables, like AI wearables, like this week they launched the AI pin where you don't even need a mobile phone anymore um and it's integrated with ai so you can just like chat to it and it has a camera to analyze your surroundings um to be able to give you you know customized answers and stuff like that so yeah i think it'll be very exciting <laughs> times that's crazy okay awesome well look now I could I could talk to you all day about AI and tools and the things that you can implement. You've shared so much gold already. Um, I guess the final question that I have for you, because we have to work towards wrapping up, is any final words of wisdom that you wanted to share with our community, or any questions that you wanted me to ask you that I didn't ask you, just to f to finish off. Yeah, uh, I think that. One of the things that I wish I knew earlier or while I was going through that uh, business journey and still relevant today is to try a lot of things because the more you try, the more you see what works, what doesn't, and the market will tell you if it's actually good or not. Um, and one of the best ways is putting out lots of content um, because for me, like that drove me to where I am today by creating lots of content and sort of testing things out. So I would have never known all of the business learnings that I have now if I didn't try lots of different things, even though, even if I didn't think it would work, um, it's all those experiences added up together that teaches you, uh, you know, everything that you need to succeed. So I think, the other thing is doing the right things at the wrong time <laughs> was a learning for me um, because doing things the right way 
with the right industry also helps as well. So for example, creating content and marketing stuff around AI, which is the trend right now, that really helped to propel me even further um, compared to when I was just talking about uh, tech uh, and all that. So yeah, I guess I would have never known that if I didn't try a lot of different things. Yeah, well, look, that's where it's at. It's just so difficult because you've got so many other things going on. And uh, how do you how do you push your comfort zone to, to find the time and just to kind of explore like that? Um, I guess I made the time because, you know, I, I see all the entrepreneurs out there and I, I often question, like, how do they get so much done in their day? Um, and, you know, finding the time to create content is hard but um once you sort of like have that mindset like I changed my mindset when I first started TikTok was I got to put out one piece of content every single day and from there I sort of built it in as a habit and so I don't even need to think about it now I just know that out of habit that I have to create a piece of content and so it doesn't feel like I'm trying (laughs) if that kind of makes sense so yeah awesome well look Nat, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. This was an exceptional session. I know a lot of people will be taking notes. I myself, there's quite a few tools that I want to go check out and then also recommend to our community. So thank you again for doing this session. Really appreciate it. This was awesome. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Nathan. (laughs) Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content either start or grow their business, which is exactly why we're partnering with world-class founders such as Damon John, Alexa Von Tobel, Greta Van Riel, and so many more to teach crucial skills such as negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free exclusive trainings, please go to founder.com forward slash free. These are 100%. We go super in depth on teaching a particular topic, and I know that you're going to love them if you enjoy this podcast. So just go to founder.com forward slash free. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode.